If you think the show is messy, <laughs> you should see the studio when Zach leaves. I, I have no idea what I just put my hand in. So, Zach Sang Show. Yo, Zach Sang Show, coming to you live from London. Hello. Happy Friday to you and to those you love. The weekend is staring you in the face. You're almost there, baby. You can do it. Hello. We are live. We are here. And we're feeling real good. Zach Sang Show. Hey. Call us. Phone lines open, chat room two. We are here to make sure you start your Friday off right and you get into that weekend properly. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. A lot of new music to play for you, plus a lot of things to get to as we wrap up our week here in London. How you feeling, Daniel? I'm feeling fantastic. Yeah? Yep. Having a great time here. Carlos Cameron, how you feel? I'm tired. <laughs> Today's but, the last day that I've suffered from jet lag, so that's ironic. Yeah, but we've just been all over the city, so. Yeah, what did you guys do this morning? Um, So there's this place called St. Paul's Cathedral, hmm. and we walked, we hiked this to the top. There's like 500 stairs, took forever. It was nice, though, great view. And then uh, we got a little <laughs> insider tip that there's a private staircase that was used in the Harry Potter movies, and <gasps> they, don't, they don't, like, just offer it to the public to go see. So we asked someone where it is, and they said, Go ask the people in the red little, what are they called? The red sashes. Red sashes. So we found a red sash and they said, the key is not here right now. It'll be back in a minute or two if you would like to wait. What so does that mean? Exactly. We didn't know. So we waited around. This is a long story for a quick quick question. Here we go. So <laughs> I'm still here. So, so we waited for about 10 minutes in these random chairs while these other tourists are walking around this cathedral having no idea there's a hidden staircase that was using Harry Potter, but we're about to go see it. So then finally they're like, the key is back. And they're like, come this way. They've brought the key. So they take us behind this rope and there's just this random door sitting there. And they're like, they start telling us a little story. And then what? they open the door. They say to us, when you walk through the doors, don't look up. Just go down the stairs and then look up. So what do we do naturally? Walk inside the doors and look, look up immediately. Yep. And what do you see? It, beautiful. Stunning. The what? most amazing staircase you've oh ever my seen God, in your it's, life. I, I'll show you a picture. Insane. I'll show you a picture. You're not going to believe it. Wait, and, I'm so confused. And then, and well, so I said, I said, why don't you like publicize this and like let people come in there? They said the staircase right. is so old and like, what the, what's the word? Fragile? Fragile. Whatever that word is. So they said, we can't have people coming in here all the time. Precious. Precious. And, that's the word they used. And it was really used in Harry Potter. What movie? And like what movie of Harry Potter? And what it scene? was the- Oh my God, I know. Oh my yeah. God, that's iconic. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was so incredible. So Wait. it's in St. Paul's and they just don't tell, like there's you, you, a picture of it, but they don't tell people about it. If you're a Harry Potter fan, it's the winding staircase that I'm pretty sure all the students walk up and they have all these paintings that they put on the side of it. Yeah. yeah. To the one dorm. So if you ever are at St. Paul's Cathedral, Cathedral in London, find the people with the little red ropes around them and say, hello, I'd like to the see the- red ropes. I'd so, like to see the private staircase. Cameron, walking up 500 steps, was it worth it? Uh, absolutely. Oh yeah. It was worth, if, if it was twice the amount of steps, it'd be worth it. Here's Zach, I can show oh. you a picture from up there too. Yeah, Carlos, Cameron, did you go? Um, no, I actually didn't. <laughs> Where'd you do the whole time, Carlos? I sat at McDonald's <laughs> and I had it for the first time <gasps> out here. What'd you see? Um, chicken nuggets. Sick. <laughs> there you go, Zach. That's that's one view from up there. Oh, okay. That's a good view of London town. I can't tell through your broken phone, but yeah. Yeah, sorry. My 18-year-old friend broke that. What? Daniel. A uh, lot of stuff going on here today as we wrap up our trip in London. Happy that you had a great time. Yeah. Story gets crazier, but we'll talk about that later. Whoa. It does? Slightly. All right. We'll get into it in a sec. 
I hope you enjoyed your McDonald's today, Carlos. I, uh, actually, I didn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you not a fan of McDonald's in London? No, I'm not. What, what did you not like about it? It's just like not... We were talking about it. It's like not as salty. Yeah, okay. And yeah. the it's breading sucks. is like super light. It's healthier? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's better for me. I, the sodium is like, I don't know, about 10% of what it is in the States. The like large drink is like a small. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. They don't like condiments in this town either. No. Yeah. We're, because, okay. Things dry as rocks. You guys, we're gluttonous Americans who literally need to have the most fattening food and then we need to put the most fattening sauces all over it and then we need uh, yeah. to have the biggest drinks that are the size of our skulls mm -hmm. these people are sensible and you know what i've realized too london knows how to measure their drinks los angeles west hollywood new york city they they freeball it okay they take handles and they go oh how many fingers i'll measure it that way he, here everything's measured to a t yeah there's no fingering here no no you know what else they do here they don't have security Security here is like, let me take this wooden stick and poke your bag for a second. Yeah, you're good to go. No, that is a little bit alarming. I, I remember I had like a lighter in my pocket and then I had like, like a couple vapes on me. Um, and I was like, we went to a concert the other night and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to stop me or make me throw it out. And I, I was prepared to like lose it all, you know, because in, in LA, if you had any of those items on you, gone. No, they didn't even look. No. They didn't touch me. Some lady just kind of gave me attitude and then told me to go down the stairs. That was it. They gave me the keys to Buckingham when we went there. Oh, they, they, they looked at Cameron and they go, oh, this guy's a trusting Yo, fellow. trustworthy. <laughs> when I went to Buckingham, I saw them do this procession because they still have like horses and, and chariots or what are they called? Buggies? Yeah. Yeah. But they're like royal looking. They're red and they're gold and they're intricate and the detail is just beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I watched them like prance around these, these dignitaries just around a little circle. And then, and then that was it. That's, <laughs> that's the story. whole story. That's, that's what nice. it got. That's, yeah, that's a good ending. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Anne-Marie going to be in studio hanging out with us. She has a brand new album out today. She has a song with Shania Twain also out today. We're going to play it for you. And I got some new music for you as well because it is New Music Friday, right? Right. Uh, uh, tell your friends that we're live right here on AMP. Somehow, some way, I got a chance to interview Sting yesterday. We're going to be posting that interview up on our TikTok and places. That was really cool. It was a crazy conversation that was way longer than I thought it was going to be. And then also way more informative than I ever thought it, thought it could be. We talked about AI. We talked about um, the future of songwriters and music and mm -hmm. the difference between a pop star and an artist. I mean, nobody likes Sting. Very few out there that could even compare to that man. Hopefully we can get that interview on the air for you in a few, yeah? Let's do it. It's the Zach Sang Show. Okay, y'all think I'm crazy yep. being so focused on looking for love, but my genuine hope and reason as to why I'm looking for love is because I genuinely, deeply don't want to be alone, and I don't want to turn into this woman. Let's take a trip to Ohio, where okay. I want to introduce you to a woman who is 77 years old, and she decided the other day to marry herself in celebration of self-love. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, from Ohio. She decided to do this because she didn't want to be alone. Yeah, but if you marry yourself, you're still alone, just so you know. Yeah, that's not how marriage not, works. It's not two of you there. Well, Dorothy Fideli, that's her name. She said, Dorothy, this is something I've always wanted. I wanted to get married and have a happy life, but things didn't work out that way. And now I have a second chance. So I'm telling you, here. If, if I'm single until I'm 77 years old, my delusion is going to be thicker than that. Okay. That's very concerning. I, yeah, yeah, it, this lady's a hoarder. I'm calling it right now. Oh, yeah. Hoarder definitely has probably a few cats. 
But at the end of the day, if this is going to make her feel less alone, even though she's still alone... It's not, though. Then it's all the not, power to you. It's not going to make but, her feel less alone. Well, she's at least taking back her soloness, and she's owning it, and but, she's, making it, she's making it work for her. Zach... I know Damn. you're trying to be nice to her. Oh, because it could be but, me. But no, this is not, she's not taking back her, what'd you say? Taking back her aloneness? Her loneliness. No, this is not, she's not she's, taking back anything. She's owning She's still alone. Yeah, if you're sitting in your house single, you're alone. If you're sitting in your house married to yourself, you're still alone. To me, this screams somebody who refuses to open themselves up to meeting somebody and instead is just sitting at home and they're like, why doesn't anybody love me? And she never leaves the house. And she's like, well, F you, I'm going to marry myself. And then she does. And then she does, and then she's still alone forever. Would you rather marry yourself or like a refrigerator like some of those weirdos do? Uh, myself. Because I think it's harder to explain <laughs> to someone in my life that I'm married to an inanimate object. It depends, Dan. How hot's the refrigerator? That's well, true. Damn. <laughs> how old is it? It's one of those like real beautiful retro ones. Ooh. Oh, nice like, like blue color or something. I was going to say red. It can be red if you want. I have a refrigerator radio. By Westinghouse, it's really cool. It looks like a little refrigerator. Uh, maybe you and Dorothy can get together and listen to some broadcasts on it. Uh, uh, Honestly, I'd marry Dorothy. <laughs> but she's I'd taken already. I'd marry the Tin Man. Oh. <laughs> this is, Dan's right though, this is along the same lines as the people who marry their car. Oh, have you seen those you on know, DLC? Like the guy who has, he was obsessed with his car, married it, and then he'd literally have intercourse with it through the tailpipe. Yeah, that's... It's disturbing. Yeah, Imagine you're just driving by this guy's house. And you watch him <laughs> totally bone it out of his tower there threading the pipe. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. Oh, it's just my neighbor Tim at it again. Nope. <laughs> Marrying yourself. That's you know what else I think is kind of like, I don't know, sad. What? The people that get married in like a Costco. Oh, dude. You know, I like people who get married in Taco Bell. When we went to the Taco Bell cantina, there was a wedding going on upstairs and they gave us the rest of their cake. Yeah, that yeah. seemed less depressing for some reason. Yeah, because it looked fun. I think it it's did. also less depressing because it was in Vegas and that's like, it's like a Vegas right. thing. I mean, it'd be a little more depressing if you were in like a little suburb outside of wherever you're from. <laughs> at the local Just in the middle of nowhere at some yeah. random ass Taco Bell. Which, by the way, has happened. Yeah, you're going to be the next one. Uh, maybe. I'm, I'll marry myself where, at the local okay. Taco Bell. Whenever you do get married, Zach, mm. where do you want that to happen? Oh, oh I don't. I, I, I want to do it somewhere like local and really nice. I, I just want it to be where people can come. Because if I ever get lucky enough to find <laughs> true love and get married, uh -huh. even though I'm convinced I'm going to have more than one husband, uh, the first wedding is going to be a good one. It's going to be a real one. It's going to be a real. What? Bada bing, bada boom concert. What do you mean more than one husband? You mean like a brother husband situation? No, no, or no, no, no. <laughs> you're gonna get divorced. Well, I, I mean, I think it's it, I think it's ridiculous in the year 2023, and and me coming from a family of very intense divorce. Uh -huh. I do believe in genuine, real, lasting love, and I do believe I will find it. I hope I find it in husband number one. Right. But, but I'm I'm also gonna be realistic about the situation and be like, okay, I may not find it with husband one. But it better come with two. I see. Yeah, I get and if it's saying. not coming with two, it better come with three. Because after three, I'm pulling a Dorothy and I'm marrying me. Well, Stella on Spotify says I'm getting way too invested in Zach's love life. Well, yeah, we you know what the strap in about, sis. The crazy thing about that is like there is no love life. Yeah, I know. So, like you're invested <laughs> in nothing. <laughs> no, but it's Zach's weird delusion that you're invested in. <laughs> Look, I will Am say I lying? this. No, you're not lying. But I will say this. I will say this. Zach, yeah. I'm very proud of you for leaning in in London. Oh, yeah, I'm out here. And sowing your wild oats. I am out here looking for almost that's anything. That's good. That's, that's what you should be doing back home is just going out, 
hanging with people, you know? Yeah. Doing whatever. Figuring Getting it out. Getting to know so, people. Uh, I'm London just, town. I'm right. trying to make friends in the real way. By the way, we're in somebody's studio, and I think he's he's supposed to be in here, but... Well, joke's on him. We're staying. Yeah, we're stuck here this now, is brother. House. This is my house. Yeah, by the way, you took over our shit. Now we're taking back yours. This is my flat. Yeah, this is... I, I'm making up for past history. Long yeah. time. Long time coming. Right. Isn't that like... Didn't, didn't we get owned by these people at one point? Uh, yeah. Didn't they own America or something? Yeah, we were a colony. Yeah, we declared right. our, our freedom. It's, our independence. Yeah, and I'm colonizing this shit. Hey, Squatters' rights. I don't know if that's how it works, but Bro, sure. give me a flag. I'll figure it out. <laughs> give you a flag. It's just that simple. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the moon? <laughs> okay. Nobody owns it. Uh, Whose flag's up there? That's right. Think about it. But yeah, there's a love life to be invested in because I am fostering something. Which Wait, something? Are you two things, one thing? Well, no, I... I um. Three things, maybe. I probably have three things in the works. All right. Really, two. But like, you know. Hello. No, there's two. Well, yeah, there's really two. There's two. Well. Well. Okay. There's two. No, it, it, I mean, I don't know. I made a friend last night. I don't. Oh. Yeah. You think that went well? I don't know. I wasn't there because I, I kind of just sat on my phone the whole time and left. Yeah, we we ended up hanging out a lot after. I ended up meeting some guy at the Ivers who was really sweet, mm -hmm. and we bonded. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I went out. I went out to the pub with Sting last night. He got my Uber. I uh, gave him a ride home. <laughs> hello, Zoc. <laughs> he doesn't really have an accent, though. He, yeah, he does. It's some. It's like a Sting accent. Yeah, it's subtle. Yeah, know. nobody sounds like Sting. Now I met some guy at the Ivers, and we ended up bonding. Uh, but they're kind of young. Whatever. I mean, legal, but I mean, still young. Not whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean like whatever. I meant like <laughs> that came across real bad. Like, yeah. they're they're of age. Oh yeah, again, right. legal, but yeah. still, like, you can be young, but they're very mature and they have a lot going on, and they're they're really great, really sweet and kind. And I I kept talking, and everything I would say, they'd be like, "Oh, that's a green flag. That's a green flag." He's yeah. They were just documenting. He, he had the conversation with me last night. He was like, "What are you looking for?" Oh wow! Oh, what'd you say? What'd you say? I was like, I, I didn't answer. I was like, what are you looking for? You go, for you. You go, yeah, you, big daddy. No, he's yeah, like, hello. he's like a real relationship. And I'm like, me too. I, I'm. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a real relationship. Okay. And we, we talked about and broke down like what makes up a great relationship and a real one and what I'm actually looking for. And we talked about a lot. How did the night end with this person? Well, I just dropped him off at home. We took an Uber home together and they got out of the wow. car. And you butterflies? No. Yeah, you did? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did. Yeah, right. Look at no, I, I, We did cuddle in the back of the car though. Um, what do you mean? I mean, like, we got, like... You love cuddling these days, huh? I, I, only, I, I exclusively cuddle. Yeah, go over and cuddle Cameron. And yeah. I'll, come on, I'll explain what's <laughs> Come on over. Come on. Go I'm ready for cuddle. you. No, like, they, uh, we were in the back of the car, and they leaned over, and, like, I was just rubbing their head, and we were, I don't know, like... It's a big camera down the way home, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You're doing that five minutes before you walked in? No, like, and, and I kept, I said, like... Dan, come here, son. Like, at one point, we were walking, and I just was... I started, like, scratching their back, and they got so obsessed with it. I, you know, these people... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you laying it on. No, I'm, I'm here. To, I like, I'm here to dance. Like, oh, if I'm wearing tap shoes, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't doing ballet. Yeah. Now I know nobody here, everyone in here is gonna know, but not everyone listening because we're not saying names. No, we can't say names. We're not saying, we're not saying any names. No. Um, you met somebody else the other night who we've been hanging out with a bit. Oh yeah, we're, and, I, yeah. Then we met um Sting last night. We'll just we're gonna call this guy Sting. <laughs> we're just gonna call okay, him yeah. Sting. Sting and other person. Sting and other guy. Yeah. If by the way, of, both of them are known. 
I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm at or like what what's going on here, but like they're both like decently famous. Yeah, but you're, these bars. you know, you, okay, great. They're famous. Like you're the biggest star. We know that. I mean, that's, now, that is true. Now, <laughs> if you're not wrong, yeah. Now, let me get to my question. My bad. If you will. Okay. Yeah, uh, you have to bring one to fly back to America uh, with you. Which one you put in your carry on? Oh, uh, damn, dude. I think they'd both fit for the record. <laughs> <laughs> it, together. They, they, <laughs> you could bring both, but that's not the question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> All right, other guy or Sting? <laughs> so here's the deal. Other guy is older than Sting. Okay. By like four years. <laughs> he's older than Sting? Yeah. Dude, he's like, <laughs> holy fucking, shit. He's like 85. <laughs> Like, he's older than Codename Sting. Okay. <laughs> so maybe the, I don't know. And and the difference is he's out, whereas Codename Sting isn't. Wait. Oh, oh that is a factor. Out. Sting is still in. Yeah. So I'm like, Does he, oh, which I'm okay with that too. Like, <laughs> a part of me is like, oh, can I deal with a secret relationship? Yes, because that actually makes it more fun. Listen, I gotta say, I met Sting. Yeah, no one's believing. He's not he pulling is. anybody. <laughs> it's not even like a maybe. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. We, it's yeah. Yeah, it you is. could tell. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even. I didn't even assume he. I just assumed he was out and about. Yeah, yeah. Assumed he was hitting the town. No problem. I, he does hit the town, but it's just you, you know, know. You know what I mean. He's just not ready. Did he have yeah. that conversation with you? Yeah. About that. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it. It seems. Which, like by the really way, got my, to my know him. It, it, what? Seems like you really got to know him. We did. We really got close. Um. By the way, I got closer to this person than I've ever gotten to that, uh, the the other guy. Other guy plays hard to get. We've learned that. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Well, I did learn that the other guy was in the circus. He's a clown. He, not like not like a clown in that sense, but was like an actual professional clown. All right. He would do like trapeze stuff, and you know those like giant metal wheels that two people like go on both sides on. Yeah, those are cool. He would do that, and he'd carry people on his shoulders, and like do these freaking acrobatic shit. And That's crazy. I saw him at the clubs humping the floor. So yeah. I see where he gets the hip movements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was humping everything in that place. Yeah, he was. He loved the stripper pole. By the way, except for people, <laughs> he was humping everything except for humans. Yeah, which is a full oh, circle moment. Yeah. Is he into cars? That's <laughs> <laughs> a question you should ask him. Bell poles. I, I do think. Here's my bird's eye view. Yeah. I think uh, Sting seems more mature and interesting. Yeah, right? You know? But other guy seems more realistic. What as soon mean? as I met other guy, I said, before, he, before Zach said anything, I said, Zach's going to be obsessed with this person. Yeah. <laughs> Knew it from the, mo from the moment I laid eyes on him. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I know Zach's got his eye on this chap. Chaps. That's what they call him out here, apparently. Chaps. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, yeah, Zach's got his eye on my mate. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, what do you think? Yeah, like, you never answered the question. Yeah. I mean, you guys have met both of them. So, who do you think? Um, I think Sting's a better fit. I think Sting is just outside of what you would normally go for, which is, I think, what you should do. Okay, and why is what you have gone for in the past has not done well for you? Like what? What would you describe what I've gone for in the past? You know, it's more of a mentality. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking, is it more like people dependent on me or what is it? Yeah. Like this person has something uh, going on, something going on and they're not going to need you in that way. If that makes sense. Well, maybe I like to be needed. Yeah. You, you, but there's other ways to be needed than the ways you've been needed before. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They say uh -huh. the second you branch out of your comfort zone and who you, who you're dating, it's like, that's when good things happen. Okay. 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 Well, be a little uneasy about it. 
Okay. And I don't have an answer for your question because I've met other guy multiple times. Seems like a nice person and I had no conversation with Sting because I was busy. Carlos Cameron, what do you think? Um, I think the other guy's a whore. Okay. <laughs> how'd you, okay, how'd you draw that conclusion, Carlos? Um, just the way I saw him at the club. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. no. Pumping everything. Funny, keep going, then I'll tell you a little something about that. <laughs> um, and then Sting seems like a nice person, but I, I also didn't talk to him, so I don't know. Alright. Um, what I was gonna say is, he may seem like a, what'd you say? A whore. <laughs> but, according to his friends, he's the complete opposite. Yeah, I think he may really? be a virgin. He's a V. But like... Which, to be honest, like, that's kind of what I'm also into because I, I am also a virgin. And I'm like, oh, that's... You know how many times I've met a virgin? Very n not. And you know what happens when you put two Vs together? Yeah. You got a W. <laughs> I right. win. Winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Do we just solve the puzzle? Honestly, I think both of them have a different role in my life. You just met them. You met these people. So you never know. One for 48 hours, one for 24. I think they both mean something very different to me. They're both have a major impact on me. I'm going to go home with a different guy, you know? Well, and this is what I mean when I talk about delusion. Yeah. There's no love life. There's nothing happening. Zach is just... No, but at the end of the day, like, maybe I lose my virginity to, to like, because here's what I do now. Tell me. And it came up last night with codename Sting. Sting. Yeah. The conversation was like, your first time doing it always sucks. And he's like, the second time is way better. And I'm like, okay, like, duh. This brings me back to like, there's a lot of people out there that will not, mm -hmm. even if they really like somebody, take somebody's virginity. Because I think yeah. they think it could have a really intense emotional lasting effects. Um, could not be great because they don't know what they're doing. I mean, there's a bunch of different things. And it could affect the way they see that person. I, By the way, parallel to these two guys, I got that going on. Um... So, the fact that he's a virgin, like, really actually, like, I don't know. Mm. I'm not attracted to him more, but, like, uh, I'm more fascinated because it, I don't, it's like two flying pigs, like, spawning each other. So? Like, like I don't know, form a flock. Um, <laughs> a flock of virgins. You're losing me with the pig reference. Yeah, I think we've gone down a weird path. No, it's just, ra okay, how many virgins do you know? I mean... At what? How, how old? Are we I mean, we're in our thirties, so yeah. it's not. Yeah, not that's super the point common. I'm trying to make I mean, is that I, this person is older and a virgin, so it's rare to f meet somebody who is also older and a virgin. All right, how many thirty-year-old virgins do I know? One. Yeah, me. <laughs> well, technically, you met this other person the other day. He's he's not that. He's like, he's in his mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not much younger than me, but yes. I think in general, people put way too much pressure on that. I agree, but I also agree why somebody wouldn't want to take it. Um, but also, like, I don't know. All right, well, you know, we don't think we really got an answer, but that's fine because I, we know you're com we're com you're confused and so are we. <laughs> Honestly, my gut's going with other guy, but I don't know. Your gut's going, and, and let's see, that's, you should go against your gut. <laughs> Is that Seriously, what they say? 100%. Has your gut ever worked out for you, really? <laughs> I'm seeing, but I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways it has, Kim. But I mean, romantically. I'm not talking about any. I mean, to be honest, I, I in in the last somewhat romantic situation, it's not romantic. It, whatever, it's like a something nothing thing. I've actually ignored my gut, and I feel like I've gotten deeper in a crappy hole. Well, I'm not saying ignore red flags. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I'm saying go against the grain because your your body, you're, you're like you condition yourself to want the same thing you've had, even if it's bad. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? 
I just for some reason the fact that that other kid's a virgin is like, whoa. Me too. Eh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Mm. Well, best of luck to you on your yeah. uh, quest. Thank you so much. I'll keep you all in the loop because you know I know you're invested. Maybe you can fly with three pigs. <laughs> True. You said you're open to that. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm definitely going to be, you know, I'll have three husbands probably. Go up to one of them tonight and go oink, oink and see what happens. <laughs> and then flap my wings. Don't know what that means. Oh, you want to listen to Zach live? Cool. Monday through Friday on AMP. Now you know. Okay, boys and girls. Do boys just like girls? No, that's not true. Maybe that is a homophobic name. Boys like girls? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, Boys like boys too. Yeah, but boys also like girls. But girls like girls too. That's and also fine. girls like boys. It's well, giving that sexist. can also be a band. It's giving homophobia. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. Kidding. Yeah, what about the Backstreet Boys? What about the girls? What about the Backstreet Girls? Uh, yeah. Well. Exactly. I got Wiener on my mind. Did you hear that the Wienermobile, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is getting a new name? What do you mean? Why? Uh, it's going to still belong to Oscar Mayer. And uh, it's getting a new look. New name, all fresh since it debuted in 1936. Why would they change it? It's working. Well, do you want to guess the new name of the Wienermobile? Um, Cameron, what do you think? Uh, the hot dog van. Okay, that was pretty good. Was pretty good. Right. Dad, what do you um, think the new name of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is going to be? I mean, I don't even know. Uh, uh, what else could it be? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not guessing. I refuse to. <laughs> Because I don't support it. I also don't support it. What's it going to be? The new name for the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is the Frank Mobile. That's dumb. Why? Uh, I really don't know. They're not giving a real reason as to why they're going to be changing it. But it does pay homage to the brand's 100% beef franks as it debuts the tasty new recipe. That's uh, why. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, I thought when they were remodeling... The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I thought it was just the car, but the reality is they're, I guess, upgrading the actual ingredients to so, the sausage. Is this like whenever uh, IHOP changes it to IPOP or whatever, they've changed it a couple times for like three days and then they change it back? No, I think this is going to be a real change that is everlasting. The people who take care of the Wienermobile used to be known as hot doggers, and now they're going to be known as Frankfurts. Nope. This is so dumb. The Wienermobile is a classic. You don't Why change would, the name of the Wienermobile. This is the stupidest thing. Is it because of the name Wiener? Probably. Are they scared? I, I mean, Wieners are more popular now than ever. They should I, be out there. See? We used to interview people who would drive around the Wienermobile um, during like hot dog days because there's just, they're like interns. They're like really like young kids, early 20s. Yeah. And they drive it through the craziest conditions. Uh, Do you know there's six of them in existence? I've been on one. What? We've talked about this. My elementary school won a competition and the Wienermobile showed up. That's huge. It the is, what? It was. What showed up? The Frankmobile. See, it doesn't it doesn't come off the tongue the same way. Yeah, I don't like that at all. How long do you think the Wienermobile is? In length? Yeah. Six inches. Huh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the Wienermobile, Dan. <laughs> oh. 20 feet? 27 feet long. 27, wow. That's pretty big. That's, that is big. Wait, is there anything else inside there aside... Like besides just being a car, uh, like an RV inside, isn't it? Yeah, you can like essentially kind of live in it. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can and live inside the wiener. There's like four people in the wiener at all times. That's cool. I mean, yeah, they they, they drive in shifts. They call them swimmers. Really? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's highbrow there. Put that in your Frank and eat it. <laughs> Nothing is sacred. R.I.P. to the 
Wienermobile. They should, uh, what's the big blimp? What's the? Goodyear. Yeah, they should change that too. Why not? Yeah, bad year. Yeah, bad year blimp. Yeah. No, probably bad day. Bad day. Yeah. We love the Goodyear blimp. That was so cool. Been in that one too. Yeah. Dan's been in a lot of famous vehicles. Yeah, keep naming them. I've been there. Yeah. I was going to make I, a joke. I'm trying to think of other famous vehicles. The Batmobile? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I've always said I would make the perfect Robin in a movie. Yeah, but you have you been in the Bat- have you been in the Batmobile? There's a lot of Batmobiles. I've seen one. So oh. yeah, I've been there. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> Once you see one, you've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Wienermobile. Rest easy. We don't support. No. Uh, we gotta take a scroll around the room coming up in a few. And Anne Marie gonna be here, looking to hang out with mm. you as we wrap up our time in London. Sweet. I do feel bad. I I feel, I feel like we've definitely taken the studio from some guy who looks very intense. You see him out there? He looks stressed. Hello. Yeah, that's what you should just open the door and scream at him. I'm sure it's gonna make him feel real good. It's fine. It's fine. They're doing something else. <laughs> Zach Sang Show. Okay, beautiful human. Anne Marie gonna be in the studio very soon. Get yep. excited, get excited. New album coming up from her. It's out today. Gonna play her Shania Twain record in a few. Uh, but we do have some stuff to get to. I think it's time to do a little news feed. Let's take a scroll around the room, shall we? Yeah. Uh, where do we want to start? I mean, there's a lot going on here. Uh, this is like kind of news feedy. It's definitely making my feed in a very real way. Have you seen this, Daniel? You're in the loop on things. Uh, yes, definitely. New York City <laughs> in 80 yeah. years, in 80 years, could uh, could could just sink. What do you mean? So New York City is so heavy that the island of Manhattan is slowly sinking. Okay. And in 80 years, it is going to be underwater. Was it going down like an inch a year? So in 80 years, it would be like a couple feet? Incredibly gradual decline right into the Hudson River. Yeah, well, you know, they've built a lot on a little island there in Manhattan. Yeah, that's it. It, 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 It's the sheer weight of the city. Like, they, they don't know what to do. It's completely irreversible. So what do you do? I mean, you could start taking buildings down one by one, lessen the weight. Well, yeah, but again, like, it's already done. One of the, like it's already like it's irreversible. It's going down. They're yelling timber. <laughs> One scientist is recommending turning New York City into Venice. What do you? Oh, like with the boats and stuff in there, gondolas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean that could be cool. I mean, I don't know. I think we check back in eighty years. I feel like this isn't gonna happen. Yeah, I kind of agree with Dan. Sounds like an art that's gonna go viral, and then it's never gonna like actually happen in real life. And like the buildings aren't gonna fall over. They're just saying they're just gonna slowly sink sink into the water. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever, like what if like all of New York City is a foot underwater? Like who cares? Nah, it's whatever. All the rats are gonna die. That's fine. That's yeah, okay. Nah, there's uh, already water. It rains there. That's the rumor. Uh oh, ooh, ooh. What else is making my feed? To be honest, we talked about my lady from Ohio. Harry Styles is trending right now because uh, Selling Sunset is back on Netflix, and one of the houses that they're featuring is a house that was owned by Harry Styles. I effing love that show. Well, you're going to see Harry's house, Cameron. It was purchased in 2017. It was sold in 2019. It was sold to some Chinese billionaire, and that's how they got access to the house. They didn't okay. represent Harry. They represented the buyer who bought it from Harry who's now selling. Interesting. And apparently when Harry Styles left, he left hundreds of pairs of shoes. Why would he do that? I don't know. He doesn't need need all those pairs and he gets a lot of free stuff and he's a rich man. That's true. Isn't that weird how like the, the more famous you get, the less you're actually paying for things? Oh, I've been thinking Even about that for you years. you have way more money. been thinking about that since I worked for Nickelodeon oh. and I would see these big Nickelodeon stars making all this money and they'd go into these giant rooms that were turned into their closet and they'd get to not only wear everything once, but then own it forever. Oh. They never had to buy their own clothes. What a life. It was ridiculous. But what is interesting is I always think, 
you know when celebrity items go up for auction? Mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, how did they acquire these things? Not all the time are they acquired from the estate or from the actual person. Yes, sometimes, like, a famous person's like, in my will, all my stuff will go to Christie's auction house and they'll yeah. get rid of it. But the reality is a lot of it's just acquired by chance. So those hundreds of pairs of Harry Styles shoes that were just randomly acquired by the new owner of that house, he could turn around and sell those shoes for serious money. You think people would pay serious yes. money for a random... Yes. It, it, or, he, or, or he holds them until he dies? Yes. Totally. Apparently, there's heels in the collection. I, I, would, I would assume so. Hot. Like, so, so hot. Very hot. Super hot. I got some stuff. What's going on, Dan? Uh, apparently, Billy Eilish and Jesse Rutherford have broken up. Oh, I saw that. Mm, yeah. rip, rip. They were yeah. together, what, about a year? Less than a year. Made a big deal out of it. Walked the red carpet together. Matchy, yeah. matchy. Said she's in love, and then never mind. You're right. They did have matching outfits, and that is obviously the photo they're using when they're talking about the breakup because, you know, you, you want to highlight the fact that they look ridiculous. You're adults wearing matching Louis Vuitton or something? Gucci? What is it? Gucci, Gucci? baby. Stupid. And now they're not together anymore. No, I don't really know why. I mean, probably just life. Yeah, just life. Um, live action Powerpuff Girls no longer happening at the CW. Scrap that. Yeah, <laughs> Good. We, we've only been talking about that for years. My God. Yeah, they're supposed to reimagine it after they made a pilot and the pilot sucks. So yeah. they're like, all right, let's redo this. And now they're like, you know what? Let's not redo this. There's a whole lot of uh, changes going on at CW. What? What? Like, I can't believe CW is still around. I know. It's pretty crazy. Uh, F-Boy Island moved to the CW. What? That was a big show on HBO Max. Oh. They well, dished well, it. HBO owns CW, I think, no? Or uh, Warner or something? It was, yeah, I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's so hard to keep track of all that. All these rich people and their television networks. Speaking of breakups, Dan, did you see... Uh, apparently Joe Allen is kind of pissed off. Allen is kind of pissed off about the Taylor Swift, Maddie Healy stuff. Uh, that's kind of what the Daily Mail is saying, at least. I feel like the Daily Mail lies about absolutely everything, but I understand. Why? Well, Joe Alwyn was an actor who really didn't get a career bump because of dating Taylor Swift whatsoever. You think that's what it is in there for? Maybe. All right. And and let's say something. He lasted with Taylor Swift the longest out of everybody. Yeah. He was with her for five or six years. Long time. And you know who's actually hurting? Him. Who well, didn't get a career bump? Him. Yeah, but if you want a career bump from that, you actually got to like make your relationship public and do yeah. public things. He kept it private. So they like, well, designed did, it that did, way. Did he keep it private or did she force him to keep it private? She's definitely not private with Maddie Healy. That's what I'm saying, guys. So he kept it private. Is what well, but maybe she didn't want to be public with him and chose to be private and now is choosing to be public with Maddie Healy because it's you know better for both of them. Uh, mm, I don't, I don't I, know. I, I just wonder if he's... I just wonder if he's hurt because it wasn't public. Um, I don't know. They, they, he said apparently he feels slighted by the whole thing and that, uh, that he trusted Taylor and Maddie were just friends when they collabed on her album. Oh, wow. Ooh. So it kind of seems like, I mean, we talked about it the other week, not necessarily cheating per se, but maybe there was some flirting, some getting to know one another. You know? Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. That was good. See, they put out the uh, previews for the preview images, I should say, for the Zoe 101 reunion movie, Zoe 102. Yeah, it looks absolutely terrible. Oh, it looks so horrible. First of all, my phone didn't ring. Second of all, (laughs) it's called Zoe 102. It should be called Zoe 201. Oh, by the way, you definitely don't know this, but Cameron was in an episode of no. Zoe 101. He goes by his acting stage name, <sighs> Tyler Scott. You don't have to. You, oh, you probably don't want to know this. <laughs> uh, they say uh, in the description, the Pacific Coast Academy gang returns to Malibu for an over-the-top wedding turned high school reunion for the books. 
Yeah, the images look really bad. Cameron, do you think your character has a place <laughs> in the new movie? Can you? I can't hear Dan <laughs> over your idiotic laughter. What'd you say? Do you think your character has a place in the new movie? Absolutely. You Have you seen the pictures? All the gang is there. Why didn't you get the call, you think? I'm in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they shot the movie this week. <laughs> Huh? No, they're still shooting it. No, you're international now. You can't. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't head over. I but. see. My, they're like, how do we even dial him? He's in the yeah. UK. We're just gonna have to get. <laughs> What's him. the country code? Yeah, I don't. Plus four or five. How does how does it work? I don't know. Interested so, to see how they write you off. Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna be asking. Yeah, where they're gonna Tyler go. They're gonna have to put in something about my character being killed or something. <laughs> Definitely. By the um, way, don't get confused. Cameron was a featured extra. Don't. Don't be well, Every time we talk about it, you, you have to confused. throw in the digs <laughs> just wanna... to make yourself feel better that you weren't on Zoe 101. <laughs> I just wanna... Well, I was barely alive when they were shooting. Whoa. But I just oh, my wanna... God. What are you talking about? No, how... You were working at the same... We were working Probably. at the same network at the same time. <laughs> I just want to make it clear to people listening that you were not... Uh, what's the, the kid's name with the curly hair in that show? Matthew Underwood. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hang out with him, but... Yeah. Like, he's hot. Where's well, he? Is he a freak now? Probably. That yeah. most of those people are. <laughs> Not you though. No. Turns out in the reboot, Car- uh, what's his name? What? What's the guy's name? Matt Underwood. Turns out that Matt Underwood and Cameron's characters are dating. Oh. oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's a long distance relationship though. <laughs> uh, this is really they talk about off camera. <laughs> This is interesting. Uber has announced a new account for teenagers that are going to allow minors to take rides without their parents or guardians present. Yeah, it's called Uber Young, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, we met somebody the other day who got banned from Uber. We did? Yeah, because she was using it as an underage person. She was lying about her age because she just turned 18. And once they caught her, they got rid of her. I don't remember that story. And now she has another phone that she carries on her that belongs to like her mom or something that carries Uber because she can't get it on her phone. So what are the what are the like really? safety measures on the Young app? That girl sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough about that. About. Enough about that idiot. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so th- th- they're saying for the first time, <laughs> teens aged 13 to 17 can sign up for their own Uber accounts, but the account is to be linked to their parents' or guardians' accounts, and drivers can opt out of the program. So if you don't want to be that guy who's picking up a you know, 16-year-old, it's fine. Yeah, I would hit no. Yeah. But I'm sure some of us in the room would hit yes, I, you know? I, what? Uh... <laughs> But yeah. I would say, like, maybe yes as a fatherly figure to get them home safe. <laughs> because he has he cares. Because I'm a middle-aged man. Ah! Oh, man. You know, speaking of being a middle-aged man, um, the complete opposite thing happened to me today where the guy asked the ticket counter at some place once said, are you a student? Oh, wow. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, can I see your student ID? And I said, oh, I forgot it. And he said, I believe you. Really? Yeah. Did you get a discount? Yep. Cameron you, had yeah. to pay full price. He's a liar. <laughs> He's a lying liar. <laughs> So one guy thinks I'm a student in college. Somebody else thinks I'm a middle-aged man. I don't know. I guess we'll meet in the middle. I tried it and they were like, yeah, okay, where's your AARP card? <laughs> you know? They're like, we can't give you student, but senior, sure. Are you sure, brother? I, saw I you, did hear- it was I saw pretty, you eating uh, porridge this morning. I Anytime I've tried that, Dan, either the student thing or something like it, I always get busted. Really? So I just have stopped doing it. I get away I, with it every time. I never get away with it. I don't know why. Because yeah, like Dan gives Benjamin Button. Like you don't know if he's young or old. Like he he kind of looks in between. Yeah, I could be. I'm always weird. You know, you ever walk down the street? I don't know how you could be. Yes. Sitting. <laughs> Sentence over. <laughs> no, you ever like see someone? You're like that person could be 23 or 48. That's you. Yeah. I think I'm on my way there. 
<laughs> you are there. It's not, a, not a bad thing, but... No, not at all. Anyway, yeah, I got a discount. Congratulations. So. What'd you save on? Uh, we went we went on a little tour of a uh, cathedral. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, apparently that's they nice. charge for churches around here. That's, yeah. They got, oh, I my mean, God. <laughs> yeah, God forgives, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what, anything else making your feed? Uh, who knows? No, there's things. There's things, no? Um. <laughs> oh, Ireland Baldwin had a baby, so... That's, Her life's over. Wait, that's, that's so random. Uh, Cameron hates kids. It's so weird. Yesterday, I was just trying to show you guys photos of my nephew, and Cameron wasn't having it. Well, you know what I hate worse than kids? Pretending the pictures of kids. Yeah. <laughs> I got this really cute photo of my nephew. It came in. Uh, my sister sent it to me, and I was like, oh, uh, let, let me let me show, show the people around me. Uh-huh. No, Cameron was like, I, I don't care. It was funny. It wasn't even like, a, he, he didn't play along with it at all. Like, oh, that's so cute. He's just like, I honestly, I don't want to see this. <laughs> Turn your phone off. Like, I, I, went over to, I went over to a friend's house once, this couple that my wife and I know, and uh, they had a baby. And they're like, hey, look at the baby. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to say? Cool. Look, it's an alien. <laughs> you know what, Cameron? That, sitting there pooping itself. That was your punishment for taking us to the worst restaurant in London last night. Oh my god, we, we <laughs> it really, was so bad. We went to the worst. I mean, oh the, the worst restaurant I've ever been to. Maybe it was terrible. And I felt bad because I didn't eat anything. And the guy comes over, he's like, "Yo, you have problem with the food?" And I'm like, "No, just no." And first of all, it cost us an arm and a leg. Second, they didn't even make pasta right. We were no. eating bricks. Yeah, it, it was. It was terrible. It was rocks with sauce on. That it. was easily the. <laughs> was easily the worst meal I've had in a long time. And it was time. the most expensive, which made it even better. Yeah, yeah it it's great. okay. I paid for it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, well, thanks for. I I feel bad. Yeah, I think I'm going to Venmo you for this one. Yeah, that, no, please don't. You can have my phone or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can have mine. Was, actually, here's here's how it happened. We went to a place. <laughs> it turns out they didn't have like the walk-in area. Only had like appetizers. Yeah. And so I wanted to find a place. It was getting late. And the one thing I hate is waiting. Hey, and waiting. but no, is sitting around yeah. and going, where should we eat? Where I agree. for like three mm -hmm. hours? And the next thing you know, it's midnight and we're eating at Macker's. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to be decisive. It's fine. But the other thing too is like everything here is a line. Like every a lot of places, yeah. Everything a lot good of has a, and that's how you know it's good is if there's hordes of moronic Londoners waiting in front of it. You just offended a whole town. Well, I call them sheeps. I've called them to their face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've met numerous people in, in the building that we're working. I'm sorry. I love you all. And they literally go, oh, yeah, if I see a good line, big line, I'll hop on it. And I don't even know what it's for. But if there's a lot of people online, it's going to be good. I mean, they're right. True. No, it's giving sheep. No, Anybody we, we do who, that in America, too. Uh, I see lines all day. And if I don't know what it's for, and if I don't need it, I ain't getting on it. I'm talking about people who literally see lines. They don't want... They have no need for anything. Their agenda for the day has nothing to do with waiting on a line, nothing with acquiring something new, uh -huh. but they'll wait on the line because it could be great because so many other people have to be there. Nah. No. They do that here, though. Yeah, but that's not... No. I know. I know. But, like, again, like that's the type of person who could be ruled by a monarch for, like, hundreds of years. Sorry. 
They're, that's it is. What point are we making now? All right, they're anyway. not ruled by a monarch anymore. I mean, they still are you for real? They yes, shut down I'm half for real. The, they're not ruled. They're, Cameron, they're Cameron. not ruled by a monarch. Okay, they're with they're by not. a monarch. No, they're, they're not. They shut down half the city at any given moment so a horse and buggy can parade around a circle. Yeah, yeah but they do that not, in America when the a team wins the Super yeah, Bowl. They're not. They do ruled. that every day here, fifteen times a day. The king does not decree anything to happen. No, but the king there's has, a government who handles that. I. Uh, oh, by the way. Yeah, Ten Downing Street is probably a not even a block from uh, uh, the uh, what's the what's the big palace? Kensington, Buckingham. Buckingham, it's like almost connected. They're like butt buddies. What's your point? Oh, the point I'm trying to make is I don't know. <laughs> All right, it is it is a symbolic position. I I appreciate the king. Well, I was just saying. Oh, clearly, I do, I do, I do, I do, I really do. I appreciate hundreds of years of the same stuff, the pomp and circumstance. That, that that I really respect. But the point I was trying to make is we got crappy dinner last night because everything <laughs> good had lines on it. And uh, I wasn't going to pull a Londoner. You weren't going to pull a Londoner and freaking wait on a line. No. No. You guys want to go get dinner tonight? Yeah, but we're going to make a reservation. I know. Well, I made a reservation last night. <laughs> yeah, we And then we showed in. up and half an hour earlier, we're like, oh, can we get our reservation early? And they looked behind them and saw an empty damn restaurant. Mm. They were like, yeah, pick a table. <laughs> Rough. And then we had six servers. It was very weird. Yeah, they were all waiting for us. And oh. the guy just came up and went, Prego. <laughs> he did? Yeah. And I'm like, what? Prego. Uh, a lot of stuff, by the way, uh, going on with Britney Spears right now. I'm a little worried for her. Have you? Have you do you know the latest, Daniel? I I hope Britney's okay, but I've honestly just like I tapped out. I, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, I think a lot of people have tapped out, and that kind of makes me sad. It's just every day it's something new, a different direction. This person said this. This person said that. Britney says she's fine. Britney's seen doing something interesting or odd, out of the ordinary. Sam says this. TMZ says this. I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm out. Well, right now she's saying that she's working on her, her life story. It hasn't been written yet. Could take her a very long time. Other rumors are that she hasn't seen her kids in over a year. Well, they're going to Hawaii or something. She, yeah, with Kevin Federline. Uh, other things are being said about Britney Spears that she's currently living off Celsius energy drinks and Red Bulls and Monsters. Well, you have that in common then. Yeah, yeah, that's the only <laughs> thing that Britney and I share. But I'm sending her a lot of love. I, I you know, my hope is that she doesn't drive away her fans because oh, that's definitely happening. They're there for her. I think a lot of people supported Britney. Now it's just kind of like a, you tiptoe around it. You're like, yeah, mm, what's you know, also let that play out. What does it mean that she's working on her life story but hasn't written anything? Well, she's been. I, I guess she's like, I don't know. Her tweet. Her honestly, her messages don't make much sense. Exactly, and like, they're all directly from her. Aren't we all working on a life story? No, she's writing a book, but she hasn't written it. It's like a tell-all. I. I you know, it's weird. Like, she came out with this direct message yesterday, and then a few days ago, it was being reported that the tell-all memoir by Britney Spears was finished, and that people she was exposing were the ones holding it up. And now she's saying it's not done, and she's still writing it, and it could be years. So, huh. whatever. Well, good luck to her. Uh, this is some scary news. Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville, <gasps> Dan's favorite. Is I it? love Jimmy Buffett. I love Margaritaville. I am a parrot head. I'm proud of it. Keep going. Well, get your thoughts and prayers out because he is hitting pause on a South Carolina concert at the last minute while he's treated in a hospital for something requiring immediate attention. What is it? Uh, it came in a note from him on his page. He was supposed to hit the stage in Coral Reef, but no, no, no. He says, hello, my faithful fans in Charleston and beyond. These are a few words from Mark Twain about life changes. Seem perfect to pass at this time. Challenges. I don't but know what this... I don't know. He's saying he's dying now? He's in the hospital. The I'm hell? actually very nervous, and I need to book a flight back home now. 
What, um, Jimmy says, I had a sudden change of plans this week that affected us all. Two days ago, I was just back from a trip to the Bahamas and chomping at the bit to get to Charleston. I had to stop in Boston for a checkup, but wound up back in the hospital to address issues that needed immediate attention. All right. Well, we wish Jimmy the best. I love him. I've been to all of his restaurants, stayed at his resort in Palm Springs. Big fan. Have a bunch of t-shirts. Um, I've never seen you wear a single Jimmy Buffett tee. I don't wear them. I have them, though. That's all that matters. Got it. And that man has built quite the brand for himself. Well, Jimmy continues to say, he says, growing up... Okay, we got it. (laughs) No, he says, growing old is not for sissies. I promise you. I also will promise you that when I am well enough to perform, that is what I'll be doing in the land of she-crab soup. All right. How old is he? Old. Um, Middle-aged? He's like maybe in his 80s. Give that a Google. You think Jimmy Buffett's in his 80s? I'm going to go mid-70s. No, he's only 76. Yeah. Only 76? What do you love about Jimmy Buffett? Oh, just laid back, fun, relaxed. Just gives off that good summertime vibe. I'm on a boat. I got a, I got a, you know, a pina colada in my hand. I'm with my friends, you know? <laughs> no, not, not a care in the world. That's Jimmy Buffett to you? He's going to waste it away again in Margaritaville. Uh, just a quick little update. <laughs> Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly definitely back together. Good for them. Ah, good for Kells. Now you know. Zach's desperate for love. At Zach Sang Show on all social media platforms if interested. Yo, beautiful human, this is kind of big news. RuPaul's Drag Race just announced that JoJo Siwa is going to be a judge. I've had a dream of being a judge on this show, but I I totally understand if I'm not big enough to be one. I would love to come in and like, uh, they do different, I don't know, have you ever seen the show, RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. Oh, no. Cam, you watch? I don't watch, but Uh, I have seen it. Well, they do like different challenges and stuff. And like, just to get the queens ready for the real world, you know? Oh, dude, I had a joint in my pocket that broke. We went to a drag show the other day. It's pretty good. But they do different challenges on the show where they put the queens in different positions and situations. And like, one of them is like, you know, having them to get press ready or do interviews or do things. So you can come in as like a, you know, do one of those. Come in and do one of the challenges mm. and then see my way out. Mm-hmm. All so, right. I, I, believe in, I believe in that. Yeah. So if any of the producers at World of Wonder or something are listening, uh, put me in, coach. So we went to the drag show the other night and there was this uh, wonderful <laughs> lady performing a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah. And it was, the song was so good, but she would stop mid-song right before they say, and I put my hands up. And she would do these like 10 minute monologues that just went on for too long. And I'm like, ah. It was a buzzkill. It kind of yeah. ruined the room. I see what you're trying to do here, but it's just not working. I, see, this is, you should give her a critique. Oh, she was, she was a little intense. She almost killed a woman. Did she? Wasn't that the same? No, that was the, uh, they had a oh. guest dance off on the trip report. Oh, some woman right. kicked her leg out and her heel went flying through the air and hit some lady in the face. Yeah. What? It so, almost stabbed this old woman in the eyeball. Yeah, she would have hit her with like the different part yeah. of the shoe. She would have been seriously injured, but thankfully she hit her with like the side. But yeah, she was like stripping. <laughs> how, how did you lose, Grandma? Nailed well, some lady in the head. <laughs> wait, how did I miss that? And it was a drag queen's shoe? No, it was the guest dancing girl. The drag oh queen bought like two people on stage. There was two stripper poles and they had to dance off. And the one lady almost committed murder. Wow. Can you imagine? How did yeah. Grandma die? Well, oh, she, she took went. a heel to the face at a gay club. Yeah. <laughs> a drag queen flipped a shoe into her head. 
Do you go to jail for that? Like, like are you char- charged with murder? Like, I, just, like, I, I was just to trying say, to pop it, lock it, drop it on a pole. I do have to say, when we saw it happen, I've never seen Carlos laugh harder in my life. It was so funny. Like, it was in front funny. Of our face. And that thing, like, that shoe flew off of her foot at like 300 miles an hour. It was a rocket. It was insane. And like, it was a very young crowd. I guess someone brought grandma to the party and grandma just yeah. got whacked. Wait, was this the same grandma that got on the stripper pole at a, later in the night? Why, who's her friend? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was her, yeah. the lady sitting next door. They were wow. probably like, shit, this might be our last night. <laughs> I gotta get on that pole. Yeah. It could be the last pole on touch. YOLO. Get up there, Lois. Ah! Hey, Dorothy. <laughs> How'd you lose your best friend? Oh, who took well. her to a gay club for the first time? She took a drag queen's heel to the eye. <laughs> ah. That poor woman. She was an accountant, too. She felt so bad. Yeah. How'd you know? Well, somebody wasn't paying attention. Yeah, what were you doing? I mean, pro- probably hitting on someone. I don't know. It was a gay club. Some g- guy what? put his ding dong in my face. I saw that, I, and yeah, I, I almost that. came over to defend you. I can defend myself. That's what I thought. So I, I stopped. Yeah. He was just like, got up on the couch and just yeah. was like thrusting near my I face. Was. And I was like, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but then you went along with it. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. I caught that well, one. Well, I mean, you look at your surroundings. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Cause a problem? No, you adi- yeah, you adapt or die. I'm in their environment. Yeah. He, when that happens, are you supposed to look at it or him? Uh, Definitely not it. I'm not. Else. No, you Why is he putting it there then? Right. Well, I think you looking at it will signify that you're into it. That's like some... Str- Stripper like like putting her tatas in my face. I'm supposed to look at her face. Yeah, but okay, right. but I, this is a straight man taking on a gay man's air humping. Taking it on? Did I take it on well? You think? No. How would you rate my performance? <laughs> <laughs> I give myself an A plus. <laughs> uh, no, you don't stare at it. You stare. You stare at their eyes if you want them to get away, which you did. It worked. All right, go me. He didn't last that long. <laughs> never, they never do. <laughs> I got the magic touch. Uh, One thing about the uh, Miley Cyrus party in the USA, they changed it too. It's a party in the UK. Yeah. That was was fun. It was, it was, was, yeah. That was a good part. By the way, we're coming to you live from London on AMP on this Friday morning. I hope you're having a great day. Hello. Just a heads up, we're on spring break next week. Yes. Uh, We'll be back on Monday, May 29th. Zach, well, Zach will be all around the world and since, yep. (laughs) Wait, are we working that Monday? It's it's Memorial Day. It's Memorial oh, Day. No. then we're gonna be back, back to Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry, I'm Tuesday. all. It, well, there'll be a show Tuesday. I don't know if you're gonna be back. <laughs> no, Tuesday. I'm gonna be there on Tuesday. Just a quick recap um, before we get to Amory Zach. In the next 48 hours, we'll somehow make it to Amsterdam, Seoul, Tokyo, back to London, <laughs> to Los Angeles. No. Yes. No, I'm thinking about doing Amsterdam, maybe Paris. Oh, at Paris, I forgot. Also, I'm thinking about doing Paris, London. So what? I'm in London now. I'm going to go to Paris. <laughs> I'm going to come back to London. Then I'm going to Amsterdam. Uh, then from Amsterdam, I'm going to go to Seoul. And then I'm going to go to Japan. And then I'm going to go back to LA. This is even worse than yeah, before. But the place I may not go is Paris. This is even worse than before. No, so, okay. You then, mentioned coming back to London. No, no, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to go from London to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Korea, Korea to Japan, Japan to LA. And then, remember, you get back to LA on like the 28th. You've told everybody in 11 days you'll be back in Yeah, I'm thinking about coming back. I like it In 11 days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not going to happen. Not- no, I probably won't do that, maybe. I didn't know it was so close, and I really wanted to come to a concert that's here. So much so that uh, a person you told that to comes up to me and says, 
I heard you coming back in June. Yeah. Who said that? I was like, who is he? Who said that? They said, Zach told us you're coming back in oh, June. Well, not you. I, well, I, can, I can do things on my own. I'm an independent woman. I know. Anyway, it's not happening. Well, it could. It's not. not. Okay. <laughs> and if it does, we'll never see you again. <laughs> I'm so convinced of that. <laughs> what, what do, wait, are you convinced that if I end up going to Korea and Japan, you're never going to see me again? Possibly. You're going to see me. I'm going to be back on the air the 29th. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to spend the 30th. You're going to spend an obnoxious amount of money on airline tickets, and you're going to miss at least two of the flights. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Yes. I had to wake you up the other day. Oh, that was so bad. I'm nervous about you being by yourself in a foreign place and sleeping through your plane alarm. Oh, my God. What? Do you see what's on my hands? No. I feel like a bunch of stuff on my face. But- Great, Zach. I'm glad you're listening to a camera. No, I am. I, I, I'm not <laughs> totally traveling alone. I, I, you know, I may have made a friend while I'm here that's going to come with me to Amsterdam. That's the same friend that to told that. me you were coming back here in 11 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like them. I'll come back for them. So your friend, you're going to the one place with your friend, but yeah. when you're by yourself. Well, but then all I need to do is get to Korea, and then I'm going to meet Kiwi Jacob It's there. 13 hours. It's yeah. not just getting to Korea. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fine. I can sit on a plane for 13 hours. I will say, living with Zach, I mean, I've known how Zach lives and you know functions and it's interesting wrong actually but um living living in a house with you like it just explains why you're never anywhere on time we all agreed the night before that we were gonna leave to go somewhere at like 9 30 cameron walks upstairs at 9 17 and you're sound asleep yeah well i I, you know we had a rough night i was jet lagged and then you kicked your two thousand dollar (laughs) computer onto the floor oh i did and it went like (laughs) Imagine the computer's open. Didn't it land like screen? It landed screen down. (laughs) But it survived. Wide open. And then like we're running half hour, 45 minutes late. Not a care in the world. No, I don't care. I Thank you. Clearly. I just, I can't stress about that. Like that. But then I'm the one on the way there getting blown up by everybody. (laughs) Where are you guys? And not only that, Zach becomes a massive dick when we get there. And he's done this before. He goes, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. Call them and let them know we're going to be late. Yeah, <laughs> no, not no, doing it's that. not my fault that we're <laughs> no, going to be late. No, no, no. It's no, not no. Cameron's fault. That's not what I said. And Carlos Cameron can attest. I didn't say we're going to be late. I was saying we're here already. Let's just go in. I'll just figure it out. We're going to be late is what you said. Not, not, we were already late because you woke up at when we were supposed to leave. Grinds my gears, dog. <laughs> Grinds my gears, if you couldn't tell. Carlos, any questions, comments, concerns? No, I don't really remember. Um, but we made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what matters. That's By the true. way, have you noticed? Like, we always make it. Wow. No, no. <laughs> when did we not make it? That is not the takeaway here. It's not. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> What's the takeaway? That we need to just be on time. Mm. Stick to what you uh, commit to. Mm. You feel me? And don't throw your computers on the ground. But I do stick to it. I just don't, you know, the time, yeah. It's That's not sticking to it then. Well. My yeah. question is that the morning I woke you up, Yeah. did you have an alarm set? No. Well, to be fair, I didn't get good sleep the night before. No one did. And I slept for like an hour and then I went down to see our friend and then I went back up to bed and then I fell asleep again and then, yeah. Nobody here is getting good sleep and we all managed to make it. No, yeah. Well, we're here. We, we got it done, though, right, guys? Hello. Hello. That's what matters, right, Carlos? Correct. That's what matters, right, Dan? What? Yep. Uh-oh. Cameron? Maybe. Okay. Let's get Emery in the studio. She's a brand new album out today. We're going to talk about it kind of with her. Plus, we have a lot of life to get to, and I have a lot of drama to address with this person. With Anne-Marie? Yes. 
I, I, I thought she hated me. I really did. I'm going to explain why, but in front of her, because I want her to hear it. Okay. I really thought we were feuding, and we, she would never come on our show again. She'd come on our show, what year? 2018? Yeah, you think everyone hates you, though. So. 2019? No, but I, I, I had a reason to think, like, I had a reason, a valid reason as to why she could have hated me. Yeah. I mean, I guess she doesn't because she's coming here, but I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty nerve-wracking. Pretty nerve-wracking. Just a reminder, chat room open, phone line, Steve, Zach Sang Show. Here getting your weekend kicked off and your Friday going with you. It's the Zach Sang Show. Hello, beautiful human. I am Zach. That is Dan. And we welcome to the studio Anne Marie. Hello. For the good of the internet, we'll block out the last time you were here. Um, but you can check it out, I guess. I mean, it's literally no, don't, don't. don't do it for us. <laughs> no, I'm really I was so worried that I wouldn't get a second chance. Yeah, it was close. I was I was I was like, hmm. you, you were right. You had to have been. No, but I do remember it, and I don't remember a lot. So that's saying something. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, because, because I remember, and maybe we'll talk about it now or whatever, but I pulled out an exclusive question on you that they made me take out. Yeah. But then it later comes up in a New York Times special that you were one of the voices on the middle. Yes. But, but, but like, it was you and like, it, it was a sea of like so 10 many people. people. Yeah, yeah. And I brought that up to you and nobody at the time knew and everybody in the room just fucking gasps. And everyone's like, What an awful <gasps> time. It was an awkward time. It was a whole <laughs> awkward situation. Yeah, there were so many people on that record. And then I was basically the last person to sing it. And then I wrote the song with Marshmallow. And Friends. My, and we were, yeah, I wrote Friends. And then we were like, well, we can't release both at the same time. And we ended up going with Friends. And it was bad. Oh, my God. I literally, that was literally the question I asked you. The yeah. question I asked. It was bad. But it's, it's all over and done with now. I'm over it. <laughs> Everyone's over it now. Yeah, but people do move on. And because what ends up happening is like maybe six months later, it comes out that there was actually 10 vocalists. On, because at the time, yeah, I met the producers at a party and they like revealed this to me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you're really going to tell me this? I'm going to sit on this. And then I'm <laughs> sitting on it for months until somebody comes on the show and I can whip it out. And I whipped <laughs> it out and... I shouldn't have whipped it out. <laughs> it was silence. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I think somebody vomited in the corner. <laughs> like it was a whole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole deal, wasn't it? It but, was bad. But now, thank you for giving me a, a second chance. Of course. Because I do believe, one, it's, uh, you know, this is going to air a little bit later, but it's almost your birthday. So thank you for giving us charity right. time on your birth week. That's all right. Thank you. And I wanted to know your birthday because I was like, holy shit, I'm listening to this album. Mm. And I I feel like I'm looking into an emotional mirror. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I am crazy. Yeah, I am crazy, and I love makes me even crazier. Mm -hmm. And you captured in so many different records, yeah. so many stages of what it means to be a little crazy, but like navigating life. And yeah. you touch on mental health, you touch on literally everything, but they're wrapped in pop fucking smashes, <laughs> and it's so weird, but it's, it's fucking so, amazing. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I felt like I, I had to go into every stage of unhealthiness in, in a relationship-wise, because you can be unhealthy and, like, this is really bad unhealthy, 
But then there's another unhealthy way you're just completely obsessed where in your mind you think it's completely fine, but actually it's really still unhealthy. So I went, I, the theme of it is it's a roller coaster. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps because like, <laughs> like I, like, I, I, oh my God. Are you okay? No. Malfunction. <laughs> 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 like the, the short answer is no. <laughs> the long answer is I'm literally going through so many of these records in real time. And, and that's what makes me really nauseously ill. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, like I don't even know where the fuck to start. Like, <laughs> do I start with Kills Me to Love You? Because Ooh! it like. Yeah. I, Crazy. Yes. I know. I, where are you? <laughs> When you're crafting a record like that, are you coming off of something that's intensely heated or are you only in a place where you can look back and really analyze what you had? Most of the time I write whilst I'm going through stuff and it doesn't make sense until like two weeks later to me. So I I wrote that record because love songs are a no-no for me. I don't really write love songs and I I always write about bad bad experiences and try and make them funny <laughs> so that's what I try and do but this time I was like I want to write a love song but I can't write a love song like it's hard to be lovey and cute so in this love song it's just the craziest version of what love is to me like the deepest love well because it is love even though it's incredibly unhealthy yeah <laughs> yeah which totally been there yeah, it's maybe bad, currently it's there. Good. Yeah. It's the best. But it's so bad. Well, because when it's really bad, then you have the ability for it to be really good. Yeah. But I think if you're in a situation where you're like licking up somebody's tears, like it's it's <laughs> it's an it, it is a thing. Like, <laughs> there's a moment where you go, maybe this is too unhealthy. <laughs> Literally. Well, like tears are weird for your stomach. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Salty. They are very salty. <laughs> I drink a lot of my own tears. <laughs> very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there are a lot of vibes on the album. But, well, okay, but it, it kills me to love you. Yeah. Is that your favorite? No, no, I have a bunch. Oh. Obsessed <laughs> yeah. is so fucking good. Yeah, taking it back to my musical days. Mainly because when I, you know, you you say a line, you you use Timbuktu in that song. Mm -hmm. Good shout out. <laughs> um, you also talk about killing somebody for another person, which is a phrase I'll use <laughs> to really express that I love you. Do you know what's so weird? What? When you sing this stuff, it doesn't sound as harsh, and then you say it, and I'm like, holy shit, I said that in a song. <laughs> you did. What the fuck? <laughs> it's actually mental. No, so I mean, so honestly, I thought you were ripping shit out of my brain but like really deep dark stuff that i wouldn't share with anybody yeah because that's what you when you're in the studio you actually just say loads of shit that you wouldn't normally say in real life and then you have interviews with people and they say it in real life and then and you're like oh uh, maybe i should go and see my therapist but but there is some reality reflected in these records mm -hmm. there has to be yeah all of it yeah every single song is reality for me so yeah. i i okay <laughs> is it embarrassing <laughs> to share with somebody obsessed? Yeah. Is it like like to share that with the, I mean. I mean, I feel like I I grew up listening to Alanis Morissette and Eminem and people that weren't scared to say anything, yeah. you know. So I, I grew up and then I started writing records and I tried doing the, the whole I'm going to the club and I'm going to get high. I tried all of that, but it killed my soul. So then I was like, what am I actually trying to say? What do I want to say? 
and then went back into that Alanis Morissette and Eminem and Kendrick and Lauren Hill and all those kinds of people who say stuff and I I just was like I have to write about what I'm going through that's there's no other way so everything you hear is literally what I'm going through is being that level of honest hard to find love <laughs> I mean People are probably deterred, for sure. I mean, yeah, you're talking about going into somebody's <laughs> phone and being oh, yeah, incredibly yeah. jealous, which I totally get. You know how many times I stare at this person I'm into and I'm, like, wondering who the fuck they're texting? And it's like, friends don't fucking text you that much. Like, I'm not fucking dumb. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking stupid. Yeah, we are the same. I see you. Um, I, I honestly think, I when I'm writing the songs, in the studio is, like, my safe space. I always write with people that I feel completely comfortable with. So when I'm in the studio... I'm like, this is what I'm going through. Write it down, write it down. And then when I think about people listening to it, it's kind of scary. But then I learned a lot from a record that I did on my first album called Perfect, which is very personal. And like, I thought I was the only one going through that shit, like with my body and how I felt about myself. And it ended up being the record that all the audience loved the most because they were going... So I felt like after that record... I felt like I wasn't embarrassed about saying anything because there's always someone else that is understanding or going through it. So you're never really an alien, you know? How powerful is that? Very. Because it gives new meaning to what your passion is in life. Very. And the art you make. Yeah. And like, yes, it's new meaning for you, but there's like a different sort of power mm. when your struggle like ends up shedding light to somebody else, yeah. like, you know, like giving light to somebody else. It's yeah. There's nothing like that. No. So is that a principle from your first album that you adapt in music moving forward? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't write any other way. It has to be real. Yeah. But I, is, has there been a balance a little bit? Like 2002 and Friends, mm -hmm. yes, real to a certain degree, mm -hmm. but not this level of depth. I know. But I the know. same level of pop bops. Yeah. So I feel like... There is a certain amount of growth that I've done to be the realest I can be, even as a human being, not not just in music. So, like, throughout the albums, I think you can hear that, and I'm, like, trying to tell every detail, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't really say that, or maybe that's not right, or I'm right with someone else, and they put forward a line, and I'm like, that sounds better. Even though it's not, like, exactly what I want to say, you collaborate, you know, so... But you're really deflecting from yeah. truth. So on this album, it's very the realest I've ever been, like, the most honest. The album cover is literally shot in my house on a 35mm camera. It's, like, the realest version of me. Is that being 30? Yeah, I think I f I think so. I think so. But also a lot of therapy and a lot of learning just about life and meeting new people and things weird. Maturity, growth. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I'm like really nervous to turn 30. <laughs> Incredibly hey. nervous. No, love it. It's the best. My mum said her thirties were her favourite years, so I've, I was always looking forward to the thirties. And then people still say I look twenty-five, so I'm sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. But I'm like twenty-five, eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I just want to live in a world where, like, you know, age doesn't matter. Oi, have you watched that that movie? No, what called? Um, what's it called? Time or something. 
It's got um, it's got um, Justin Timberlake in it, and everyone. They don't have currency as money. The currency is time, right? Oh, that's so. Tough. You live. Everyone lives until they're twenty-five, and then they stop aging. But then they only get like a year of of time left. So every day they're working for more time, but they always stay looking the age of twenty-five. Oh, it's called in time. In time. Whoa, it's so sick. Whoa, yeah. Watch that's it. actually frightening and crazy and weird, but like, yeah. Also, would consider. Yeah, it's good, I'd consider it. <laughs> yeah, to be twenty five forever. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. But are you really twenty five if you really think about it? No, there's like people that on there that are like one hundred and twenty in a twenty five year old's body. Yeah, that's and they're weird. like, We've had enough. Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> it's too much on this earth. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait. In, in psychopath, you talk about paying somebody's bills. Are you a sugar mama? <laughs> <laughs> I give a lot. Yeah. Definitely. In relationships and in, in emotionally a, and yeah, every to everyone that I love, I give all of me for sure. That's taxing though. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. How do you decide who's deserving and who isn't? Um, I'm I'm always been very good at feeling people and meeting them and just knowing if I'm if they're good or not. I've always been good at that. Haven't you- I, Jazz? Jazz just like Jazz is like if you meet them, I'll I'll know how they who they are and how they are but i normally have just a few people close to me at all times like i don't have loads of friends you know yeah. so i keep a few close and then i just those particular people i give a lot to has it been the same people pretty much yeah yeah always that's really special yeah it is that's like you know you're investing in each other yeah they, mm. yeah i'm still waiting for my <laughs> no, <I'm> joking. <laughs> My half. <laughs> I, I mean, it is fascinating though. Like there is like a like when somebody is it hard to find love due to this idea that you're very famous. Mm. Money is, I'm assuming, is not an object. Mm. You've had so many fucking hits. It's actually makes me nauseous to wrap my mind around. <laughs> Does that make it harder to find genuine love? It's definitely a, a thought for sure. But I was with someone for ages um, and I I was stuck with them. I chose to stick in that situation because probably of that fact of if I come out of that, who would be with me for me, you know? So I was in that. But then that was bad. That was a wrong decision. And I was in that relationship for ages. But I, I got out of it. And, how, and you eventually found somebody new, right? Yeah. yeah. You're with somebody now? Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is scary to take on that change because you really don't know. Yeah, you don't. But I, I do think as I was coming out of that relationship, I was like, okay, now is going to be the first time in my life where I don't, Cause I'm like you, I f- I will I will love someone. That's it. Like if I'm I'm like crazy, I'll die. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm in, I'd rather not even figure out how yeah. to do that again with somebody else. Yeah. So I'm like, I haven't even, I've never been any other way. So I'm, I'm in a relationship. Then I'm in another relationship. Then I'm in another relationship. Mm. And I'm like, I need to be with the person I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life in every every relationship. And then when I was coming out of the last one. I said, right, now's going to be the first time I'm not going to look for someone else. I'm just going to be on my own and force myself to be on my own and 
put into action all the things I've learned and love myself and blah, 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 and then I found someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and this album is born out of what? What stage of life? Um, this was after I'd met this the new person. Okay. Yeah, so the first few songs are about the past relationship. Got it. Then Obsessed is the start of the new one. <laughs> and then it kind of gets obsessive and then... Towards the end, it actually starts calming a bit and, yeah, being a bit normal. I never... Okay. We'll stay in the crazy section. Then we'll okay. get to the more normal <laughs> section. I mean, I don't know. Irish goodbye seems a little crazy still. That is crazy. I, are you equating an Irish goodbye to a relationship? Okay. So, this section, this point in the album, yeah, I wanted an interlude. So, the first version of this song was called Lullaby. And it was about, like... It was a 40-second song about how, this is a bit cringe actually, but how you don't want someone to sing you to sleep, you want, they want, you want them to fuck you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and this is that's I mean, so weird for me. I've never spoken like that before. This is so weird. But that's what it was, yeah? I and totally, I was like, I, yeah. I was like, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. So then we started writing this other song called Irish Goodbye, and Irish Goodbye is obviously leaving without saying bye, right? And I was going through all these things and I was like, what is this song about? And basically it ended up being about me stalking someone. (laughs) Wait, hold on, hold on. So hold on. So you only realize what it's about after it's done though? Yeah, because you just, you do it as you go along. Like as you write, (laughs) it ends up being what it is. So yeah, it's about... It's about me having a relationship with someone they don't even know they're having a relationship with me. Story there of my was, life. Was- <laughs> Story of my fucking life. <gasps> I, I get you. Yeah. Oh, it's going to make me vomit because I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so that's that one. But that's like the pinnacle of crazy. That's the crazy part of the album. Then it starts. Then I start to collect myself. Wait, okay. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> This is fascinating that you write a song and then how long after, like, how many times do you have to listen to it for you to dissect what it's attached to? Well, it's really weird because I, when you're in a writing session, I don't normally just write one song a day. I'll do like three or four. I just... Is there a science behind that or a strategy? Nah, it's just, I normally go in with an idea. So then that's the first thing we do. The second one is, shall we try it? this vibe third one is probably a beat that they've already got they're all like different ways of starting a song so we just try different ways and there's so many that don't end up making the album where like those songs mostly i went in with the idea i'm like i'm I'm on the way there i've written it down on my phone i'm i know what i want to write about but there are so many where i write and then my manager sends me it like four months later and she's like you this is happening now like this what you wrote about is happening now it's, it's so odd. Yeah. So, okay. Would you say you were stalking somebody or <laughs> you were just in a relationship that was made up in your head? Um, no, I, I think I think that comes to what we were saying about like just seeing someone and just being like, I want to be with you. You're the one. You know, that's that. Whether they want to be the one or not. Yeah. They don't have a choice. God. Story of my fucking life. <laughs> You hold grudges? Yeah. Yeah, me too, like receipts. I keep like a folder of all of them. Yeah, I've always been that way. Always Mm. been a grudge holder. Always remember everything. 
Um, don't like... I, I, I have loads of tattoos on my body, right, of words, of things that people have taught me in life. So there's like, we'll be okay, go gently, trust, think twice, confidence, all things that other people have that I would like to have in my own soul. I had one on my shoulder. I have one on my shoulder that says forgiveness, and I'm actually getting it removed. Why? <laughs> Why do you like Because fuck that. <laughs> I don't fucking like forgiving people, yeah? If they've done you wrong, then they're fuck them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been removed. And the trust one's been removed. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, okay. First of all, is that tattoo strategy working? Like, do you feel like the things that you've written on you are seeping into your soul? Yeah, I do feel like words are powerful. Why are you still cool. laughing? <laughs> Funny as shit. <laughs> um, I mean, clearly the other ones did not work. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, they, they, they are all pretty much great words, I'm not going to lie. Like, this one says don't panic, and you're never not going to not want to panic. So, <laughs> but forgiveness and trust, they're dodgy situations. But yeah, that's nearly gone there. Look, see. Well, yeah. You see that faded, or you you started the process to remove. Started it. the process. Yeah, yeah it hurts bad, but <laughs> worth yeah, it. I I feel like a lot of therapy. I had so much therapy, still have sometimes, and I I learned so much about how to deal with things, how to be logical, how does that part of my brain work when I do that and that, and I ended up just being like. I don't want to fucking know all of that. I just want to feel everything again. I want to be mental. I want to be like, ah, and then I want to be sad. And then I want to, you know. So it, cuckoo. Yeah, that. Because I like, I kind of lost the extravagance of emotion. I was just like, ended up being like this. So like, the forgiveness is all like, oh, therapy, yeah, I'm totally fine. And I was like, no, actually, some people are cunts and that's it. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. But do you give those people who are cunts an opportunity to change and prove themselves? Hmm. I say more so now. I back in the day, I, I was like one strike done. Yeah. Don't come near me ever again. But I, I think, I think the older you get, the more you realize that you actually make mistakes as well. <laughs> so you kind of think, you know, people do deserve it. Is the song Cuckoo, right? Isn't that it? Mm -hmm. Is that born out of this realization that, like, you want to feel shit? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I, I'm done being logical about my emotions. I just want to feel everything again. Like, I'm, I, I am weird. Like, I'm a weirdo. And I'm crazy. And I'm loud. And I'm sad. And I'm depressed. And I'm angry. And I'm happy. And that's okay. And that's sweet. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> As she laughs like a crazy bitch. <laughs> She's totally okay. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Uh, you, but you, you've been open about your OCD, though. And mm. yeah, you, you manage your mental illness, and then that comes in waves. And every yeah. day is different, right? Mm hmm. And yeah. To each their own. But the fact that you've talked about it over the years, I have the utmost respect for you. Thank you. Well, because a lot of people don't do it, you know? Yeah. And the more you don't talk about it, the more stigma is built up around it. Mm. And mental health is the same thing as physical health, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, every every interview I have about it and who speaks about it, I just, I try and just put it in the most simple thing that it's, it's a brain. Uh, it's not an imaginary bad 
thing that's happening to us. It's just a thing. Like if you hurt your leg, you go to the doctor. Yeah, that's you, it. And you get it fixed. So, it's another fucking organ. Yeah, it's it's hard. You just try and simplify it as much as possible. But that's what I think that same with the same song, Perfect to Me, and also a song called Machine from my first album. I speak about the I met my mental health and so many people congratulated it almost. And I was like, well, that makes me want to just write more shit about it. So I just kept on going. And even more great when you go to other countries where mental health isn't really still spoken about. Because in the UK, it's kind of fine to talk about it now, yeah. you know? And in other countries, you go to and they're like, ooh, you go into a therapist. Like, what? And I'm like, I get to sing those songs to a crowd of people who are probably like, why are you saying that? But it makes, it starts the conversation. Oh my, and that is the most important thing. Yeah. To at least start something. Mm -hmm. And you, you talk about, the, are you able to notice like all the songs you've written about your mental health over the years? Is there a through line or a difference between each record? Or does it capture you where you're at in that moment? It definitely captures the where I'm at in that moment. But there is a through line of no matter how weird you think you are, there are other people that are feeling exactly the same. So in the end, you're not the only weirdo. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Is it weird to listen back to those other records now? Yeah. It's weirder reading the book that I wrote. I wrote a book and it's weird reading that because at that time it was lockdown and I, that was the lowest I think I'd ever been. So writing that in that moment in time... And then thinking about writing another book, it's like I actually just want to say, don't even just burn the other book. <laughs> what, what what motivated the first book? Um, motivated it was my love for books, obviously, and reading. But <clears> that that moment in time, couldn't write songs, couldn't go to studio, couldn't perform, couldn't let out any of my emotions, and I was trying to write how I felt. And trying to help people in a 300 cap caption on the Instagram. And I was like, how can I get out enough to help people? And that came in the form of a book. What do you learn about yourself from being able to complete and finish a book? Which is a big fucking deal. Yeah, a lot. I think the biggest thing for me was like going back in my life. Because I tend to just block it out. Uh. And I had to go back to figure out and just figure out how to talk about it and help other people that are going through that when I personally didn't want to because it's painful but I did and I it it was crazy how much it changed like my me and my parents relationship changed my friends relationship changed it changed everything whoa yeah do you write that book alone do you write with somebody or I basically spoke to someone about everything and they recorded it on a recorder and typed it all out and then we figured out how to put it in sections holy shit yeah that is like a deep version of therapy yeah well and it is interesting because like that is looking back mm -hmm. whereas your music is very present and forward right yeah it's like not necessarily reflective always no i i don't normally do that and it's rare when i do it's 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 quite overwhelming to reflect i think yeah. so i tend to not but <clears throat> I, I was saying earlier, I just had another, I was speaking to someone, they were asking me questions about my past and it's so mad, like, because you do actually need to look at that sometimes to see how far you've come or to crazy. figure out some problems or, you know, 
you have to, but I don't necessarily want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's scary as <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. It is frightening. <clears throat> How many times have somebody on this promo tour talked to you about you doing karate? A lot, but I love it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's it is cool, yeah. I get no, it. No, I mean, it's fucking random as shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Yeah, it is. Can you kick Dan's ass? Yeah. Many, a lot of people could. Honestly, you want to try? No, much. you know what? Would you let her? What, I- just beat the shit out of me right here? <laughs> <laughs> you offer me up for it. <laughs> you know what? I... I- is imagine you like that, don't you? No, it's just funny that you're like, just throw me to the wolves. Like, <laughs> what good am I here except for just being a punching bag? <laughs> Literally, yeah. I, I, I started karate when I was nine years old, discipline, and I was such an angry, horrible teenager. It was like the perfect duo for my, for my mom and dad. <laughs> Get your rage out, they were like, go to karate, please, because like. It but helps. it is like really technical, right? Like in yeah. order to get really good at it, like it's very precise and yeah, it's the whole thing. That's my brain. Like when people talk about this career and they talk about karate, they're very, you have to focus a lot. Like you have to concentrate and I need to do that. Otherwise I'm just like, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. What part of your job takes the most concentration? Um, Every part. I guess the writing of the music is like the most important because that's where everything stems from. The performing is like, there's a lot of it, there's a lot of stuff that goes with it. I think also because I'm like a control freak, much to my manager's hatred towards me. (laughs) (laughs) But say like with the live show, I'm not just like turning up and singing. I'm like designing the set. I'm figuring out every little detail of the music. I'm adding in the strings. I'm like, you know, I'm like, there's so much to concentrate on, but I love it. Like, that's why I love doing Lego and, and jigsaw puzzles and all that stuff. You, you you do like Legos? Yeah. You literally put together a Lego set from nothing? I, oh no, I like create, I don't create my own thing. I you know someone makes it and then you put it all together. No, I know that. Like, but you'll follow the instructions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, what, I know you're not. Years? No, I know you're not crafting <laughs> something out of nothing with yeah, like this. I was like, no, but you're following the instructions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, oh, that's like, my hell. Oh, that's my dream. Like, when I get IKEA, when I get something from IKEA, I'm like, give me like five hours. I'm like, I'm wow. ready. But Lego is, yeah, I've made a whole town. What? Yeah, you can make like I've got a library, I've got a police station, I got um, I got the Harry Potter thing. I've oh, that's got, cute. I've got everything, and you click them together. Oh shit! And then you put like a road around it. You put a train for so it. So is this like set up in your house? Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Where is it? Where in, you, I've got like, a games room with uh, like arcade games and stuff. That's really cute. Yeah. That's what is it like to be rich like that? <laughs> <laughs> Just have a games room. Lego is expensive. Actually, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> is that your habit? Is that your? Yeah, that is my habit. As well as sunglasses, I'm a sunglasses uh, freak. That's. I mean, whatever. It could be worse. Yeah, could be worse. I shop and I'm depressed. <laughs> Cost me a lot of fucking money. <laughs> So much money. That's a bad habit. Don't form that you, one. No, I have it. Don't worry. It's so I bad. think I have every habit <laughs> possible. The question is like, what habit do I not have? <laughs> yeah. Um, meth. Yeah, um, that's a good one not to have. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> keep that on the list of ones that we yeah. want to stay away from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you a sad bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? Um, I actually, I wrote that song here and I was having a session and I said to them, I don't want to write sad songs. I want to write a happy song. And they were like, thank God for that. Because so many people are writing ballads at the moment. Mm. And I, I, we just, we don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, being sad is so 2020. And I wrote it in my phone. I was like, right, I can't say 2020 because that's just cringe. So I ended up changing it to being sad is so last year. Because I thought the amount of sadness that we all gave as people in humanity to just the universe during the pandemic is just disgusting. Yeah, astronomical. So, so I was like, no more, no more. And I just said, no, no more. And then, and then I still cry every day, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never related to anything more, honestly. But are you getting rich with your friends? What was that? Are you getting rich with your friends? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're getting rich alone crying. Yeah. yeah. You have a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, he's a pretty, pretty person. Yeah, he's great. Is he a rapper? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, he probably would hate that description, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's an artist. Artist. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. No, okay, let's do that again. Uh, uh, <laughs> you have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so, yeah, yeah. He, he's an artist. Yeah, he's an artist. <laughs> That's pretty good. The best artist in the world, apart from me. That's I mean, good company. Yeah. Real recognizes real. How do you meet? Um, I asked her personally. I want to know. Randomly, uh, you know, like in this industry, you kind of bump into everyone all the time. Like not as nobody's I'm, bumping into me. People actually keep <laughs> a couple feet distance. <laughs> not as in like. I'm not one to, uh, I'm not like, yeah, friends of everyone, but I, you do see people around all the time. And he was one that I I saw around and then me I sent a message to him about oh. one of his photos on Instagram and, and that was it. Damn. Yeah. Baller. Yeah. It was it's sick. You slid in. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's fucking baller. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. That's... God, you hear that, kids? Slide in, because you never know what may, may happen. <laughs> Slide right in, kids. Do you know when it's love? Like, do you know love? Because you mentioned that in actually one of your songs. Mm. Like, like knowing that it's love because you've never felt it before? Yeah. I, I've Like I said before, I feel like I've loved so many people. And when you're in it, you feel like this is the <sighs> biggest love i've ever felt right and then when i met this person i was like no nothing compares nothing before compares i don't know whether that means that i didn't love them it just means that i haven't felt anything like this one before i'm in that situation right now are you yes yes but i keep putting being in this place of like am i just moving the goalpost of like what <laughs> i've defined love as or what i feel love can be and is i don't know no, I think, I definitely know that this is it, you know. Damn. Yeah. Knock on that wood right there. Yeah, shit. Where's, give me all the wood. No, that's, that's, that's a good thick piece of wood. I that knock is, on yeah. it all the time. That's a good bit. I love knocking on wood. Uh, Anne-Marie, you have a brand new album out. Yeah. Everyone should listen to it. We're going to put a link in the description below, but you can also listen to all, Anne, uh, all of Anne-Marie's music, geez, on Amazon Music. Thoughts? I didn't get to hear the album. No oh, way! Oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I found out five minutes before you came in. That's what we were talking about. I was like, great. Okay, you have uh, anything else to share? Or is she going to let her kick your ass? Well, Baby Don't Hurt Me sounds exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that, we done the music videos that yesterday. Oh, that's what David Getty and Coyle Yeah, yeah. 
that's gonna be a smash, yeah. Yeah, I think so. What, like, what is the process of a song like that? It's different than your own album, right? Yeah, exactly. It's always been a struggle for me, collaborations like that, because I'm so like, I need to be so authentically me. And then a, a song, a dance song comes up, and I'm like, but it's not something that I write. So How do you it's, balance? it's like a struggle. But I think the older I've gotten, the more I just understand that music is music, and someone is going to be happy if they listen to that song. It kind of don't fucking matter. That's it. So, and I love David and Ed Sheeran wrote it, and <laughs> it's like my family, you know, and Coil Ray Sick. And yeah, it just, it's become a thing where I just don't have a ick towards anymore. I just, I just fucking love any music. But isn't that like a beautiful place to come to? Yeah, it is. It's so much more relaxing. Did that change over the past six months? Because I was watching an interview you did six months ago, and they said, what's your least favorite song? Yeah. And you said... Yeah, it's it's changed. Okay. It's changed. It definitely, isn't it? It's really recent though, like really recent. Because I've always fought with this collaboration thing and music that's not completely like Yours. me. And I'm like, no, it it's people are gonna know it's not from my brain. And um then I've finally got into a place it's just like, fuck it, you know. If it makes someone feel good, it makes someone dance or, you know, it's fine. Well, that's it. I can also make the case that that song getting out there brings people to you and then you have all your other music to show them at the same yeah, time. So, true. you know, yeah, I think you're, uh, do, you're doing just great, sweetie. Thank you. Keep it up. <laughs> I mean, outside of clearly being some level of a psychopath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get it. I feel understood by your music. Yes. Thanks for giving us a second shot today. That's okay. I it was really great. Was, it was I, great today. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really nervous. Uh, don't want to be too reflective. Focus on the present and moving yeah. forward. Final thoughts. I know you have at least one. I got a thousand thoughts. We'll save them oh, for next time. Jesus. Yeah, well, you listen to the album and then I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. And we'll do all this again. Scrap this. <laughs> Speaking we'll of scrapping, that's a, that's a good last question. What happened to that album you scrapped? Oh yeah, I fucked it off. Because basically, <laughs> I, after the... After the first album, I was like in that place of being like, no one lets me do anything I want to do. And a bit of like this grunge state. And so I writed, I started writing really angry music and like kind of too, too much. And I was so into it. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, maybe keep writing. See, you're doing really well. Keep writing. And I was like, why? It's done. And um, I was on tour and this this guy came up to me with his daughter and he was like, I just want to say, I'm just so happy that my daughter listens to you. I'm just like, oh. so it's, it makes me feel great that she has you there. And I, and I was like, fuck, I can't release that album. So the angry album went and therapy came. <laughs> yeah. And now we're at a whole new body of work. Yeah. Which is available for your ears right now. Link in the description below. Listen to all of Anne Marie's music on Amazon music. That's wild that you scrapped a whole album, but you needed that album to get to where you're at today. Exactly. Damn. And this album's called Unhealthy? This album's Unhealthy, yeah. <laughs> Listen to Unhealthy. By the way, I just want to make it clear, the Dropbox folder I got, Unhealthy was not on it at all. It no was way. all these coded like uh, things, oh. so I had no idea what it's called until this very moment. But that unhealthy. Makes, well, makes a lot Did of sense. Did you hear the song Unhealthy? I th I is it like the country sounding one? The answer is yes. Well, I don't know if you have the newest version, but there's a newer version. Is that with a feature? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, oh, maybe. I read Shania Twain's on the oh, album. Great. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, Shania's on it with me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Baron. 
Wait, Shania Twain? Okay, yeah. listen to this album. She's a fucking icon. We clearly didn't get to. No, I, li- I did. I promise. I listened. But to be honest, I, I found my favorites and I listened to them over and over again. Uh, highly recommend listening to the album. You're going to love it. Uh, Anne Marie, you have a day to get to. Yes. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> listen, to, listen to Zach live Monday through Friday on AMP.